Hello, this is Ethica America, where we check in to see how America is doing. We are your hosts, Aaron, and we have Mr. Poopy Pants. Mr. Poopy Pants, also known as uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm Ryan. Hi, I, Ryan. I, yeah, hi. It's nice to meet you, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> they call me Ryan Poopy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> nice to do this introduction again because I yeah. forgot to hit the record button again. We're professionals, though, so yeah. keep that in mind, folks. <laughs> Um, but they would have never known if we'd never said that. So maybe yeah. they, they still think that we're professionals, but we're not. Well, I mean, it only took us about 15 minutes to realize it. So, I mean, we're right. probably still better off than like, I mean, God, can you imagine like somebody who just smoked a blunt, right? And they're like, they just had a three hour podcast talking about <laughs> like whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot to hit the record button, man. That happens all the time. I'm sure it does. And can you think of the wonderful podcast material that's been lost to the ethers as a result? Oh, I know. Yeah. All that's just gone because you can't yeah. you can't recreate recreate something like that. No, no. Fortunately for all of you viewers who want extra bonus content of our fuck ups, you can visit our Patreon page. I actually Wait. did think about uh, <laughs> like saving some clips from recording set or in the. I actually did think about saving some clips from our not actual episode that didn't quite make it, but kind of right. like tangents and then just saving those clips and then adding that to uh, that Patreon. But, yeah, so right I, we now, have some funny moments in those. So like, <laughs> I can't really blame you. Like it would just get off topic and it's like, yeah. this is still really good, good entertainment. But yeah. <laughs> I thought about making uh, like 30 second clips too for, Maybe not 30 second, but like quick segments for reels or for Instagram or some maybe other social media things, which in fact is what we're talking about today is social media. Yeah. Wow. Crazy how I brought that back around. Yeah, you did a great (laughs) job there, sport. But I mean, you know, I, I was thinking kind of the same thing, though. So like, you know, whether it be TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, I mean, wherever people are getting their entertainment, you know, I just want to expose the brand, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Where are people getting their entertainment nowadays? I mean, my entertainment comes from Instagram, YouTube, and um, that's about it, actually. I mean, that's where I'm on social media. I don't really post on anything on social media. I deleted my Facebook, oh man, a while ago. And now I'm just on Instagram. I don't yeah. post anything. I just, you know, you're a lurker. At, yeah, I just, I don't even know if I, mean, I don't even know if you lurk on Instagram. I mostly just follow some web comic people and then uh, uh, browse just random stuff that are interests of those web comics. So I get a lot of web comic um, suggested things to read it or look at, and then I got a bunch of like, we're not now. I'm just getting a bunch of like D and D related stuff too. Oh man, but D and D related stuff is the best. We should yeah. have an episode on D and D. We could even oh, have man. a D twenty as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get a lot of uh, corgi stuff too, because I got two of those corgis. And then I get man. animal stuff because animals—that's just the most popular thing on social media, probably. I think. Oh, I don't know, other than titties, I wouldn't. But... Yeah, well, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that, right? But like, my favorite thing to watch on TikTok is red pandas. 
Oh. Fucking love red pandas. Like they'll just be eating apples, but they look so happy when they're eating apples. It's like you go red panda living that red panda life. Yeah, I wish that was just my life where I could just eat apples all day and just be so happy. I mean, they always look so happy. I mean, I'm sure that like they miss out on doing other red panda things, but they're just cute creatures. So like I love when they like jump up on their hind legs like they're trying to attack a predator and they put their arms in the air and they go Rawr! and it's like oh you're not intimidating at all I could kick you across the room but damn if you're not cute here's another apple red panda this one's for you <laughs> so I guess that's what people use social media for nowadays is uh, looking at animal stuff and web comics and that's it people don't join online communities to talk about how the best way to do something or to get all their news or uh, information from social media. They all, I'm, they only use academic journals for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I go to true social, I fact check everything. Yeah. Is true social still a thing, by the I, way. I, I have no, I idea. have no idea. Yeah. I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, it's Donald Trump's social media site. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's he literally left Twitter because like Elon Musk took it over and he's like, Elon is a good guy, blah, blah, blah. But my commitment is to my own social media platform, True Social now. And it's like, okay, I believe right. it. I really want to go on there and browse some of that stuff, though, because like, I don't know. I have a feeling that the people who are there have just, I mean, nothing against anybody's political beliefs or anything like that. But like, Mega's kind of a cult. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I mean, um, didn't weren't they like uh, were waiting on the grassy the grassy knoll waiting for uh, some person to come back from the dead to bring in President Trump's reelection into the presidency? I, I Wasn't that no a idea. thing for like? I had never Two heard months. of that, but it wouldn't surprise me. I heard so many things. QAnon. But I, That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I know that like everything's blamed on this secret organization that just wants the truth not to be heard. But like, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't get me wrong. I'm distrustful of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But there's a certain level of crazy that I have not yet encroached. And I don't plan on getting there anytime <laughs> soon. Like, I don't know who's using social media for this kind of thing, but mm -hmm. it has to be a big enough percentage of people because it's just so uh, out there and people are still also quoting these people. Well, and I that's... mean, you gotta, I mean, you gotta think about it. I mean, social media in general, right? Like, well, let's look at the recent Netflix ban, which I know a lot of our listeners have to be salty about. Um, well, I shouldn't say ban, but you are, if you share your Netflix password with somebody now, mm -hmm. um, they charge you extra if that isn't one of your home devices, right? Um, and you can register the devices. So like if you're a traveling salesman or something like that, then right. like you can register your device and that's not an issue. Um, you only get so many devices, but they started placing these super restrictive um, rules on anything. But if you go back to their social media post in 2017, they say sharing your password is love. So <laughs> like, you know, it's like they did a complete flip around on their morals, so it's to speak. 
it's love until money gets in the way and then they oh. lose a bunch of money and then it's no longer love because they love money more than love well well the weird thing is like i read one of the reasons for this was because of the covid19 pandemic it caused them a loss of profits so I can't they're trying imagine to that well that's what i said too i'm like everybody was at home the one thing you're not going to cancel is your netflix like right <laughs> It's like that's your entertainment. Like you might cancel Hulu, you might cancel Disney Plus, but like they, they've done some other things too lately that it, it just seems like they're just trying to go through this money grab, mm-hmm. and their logic doesn't really add up. And like the people on Reddit are furious about this, by the way. Like so, as an example, like with the Witcher show, um, they uh, Henry Cavill stepped down from being the Witcher, and they brought in Liam Hemsworth, who. Like they just showed a trailer of that last week and it's like I love The Witcher, right? The show, I just don't even like put it in the same sort of I just view it entirely different than the games or the books, mm-hmm. right? Um the first two seasons, really good. Like, not gonna argue with that. But then this woman who's producing it, like she just she seems to think that uh it is her creative liberty to do whatever the fuck she wants with a story that she ripped off from somebody else and it's just loosely based on the witcher now but they brought in liam hemsworth and he's just almost laughable as the witcher he's just i don't know you'll have to watch the clips i've I've been talking about it but it's like (laughs) it's just it reminds me of an 80s romance novel basically but do but way douchier Hmm. that's that's what he reminds me of so but i've never really liked liam hemsworth he's whatever but not i don't know who not my thing um chris hemsworth played thor um i think it was chris hemsworth Uh, let me look yeah that sounds right yeah okay so he played thor that's his brother so his brother's had some decent roles don't get me wrong like I like Chris Hemsworth, but something about his brother just comes off as douchey. And I just, I mean, in the Witcher is kind of a douchey guy, but like, it's like they amped up the douchiness and then just said the plot. Nah, fuck it. We don't need that. So or at least that's how it seems. But, but that said, um, uh, the original, um, the original actor there, he did a, uh, I don't know. He did a much better job. And I just realized Chris Hemsworth's from Australia. Yeah. He's like the only famous Australian actor. So. What about, um, well, Liam, but what about, um, oh man, what's his name? He wasn't really an actor. He just did a bunch of stuff with the animals. Oh, Steve Irwin. Yeah. yeah. I thought Steve, I mean, I think he is Australian, but he might be from New Zealand. Oh, I don't know now. I'm not going to fact check that. I'm not going to Google it. He just said crikey a lot, which I feel like is an Australian term. Yeah, but I always confuse Australian and New Zealand accents. For any of our Australian and New Zealand uh, listeners, my bad, but (laughs) like y'all sound kind of similar, so... Yeah, sue me. Steve Irwin was from Australia. So Oh good, man. Yeah. We're gonna get a lot of hate mail for my yeah, yeah. Well, we would have gotten a lot of hate mail for my indecision on that. So 
But I always I get accents confused like no other. Like I've met some people who sound Irish, but they're just Canadian. <laughs> I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> like, well, my poppy was Irish. Okay. <laughs> okay, I guess. I don't know. And then like I'll get Irish people confused with Scottish accents, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like they sound similar to my ear, but my ear is largely untrained. So I'm just really bad with accents, people, is all I'm trying to say. Really bad. Yeah. So and accents yeah. has everything to do with social media and Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Got that right. <laughs> I actually forgot that I use Reddit for all of my news because that's the best place to get your news is Reddit because I mean, well, everyone's I, going to comment on a post that is from a news source and then everyone's going to fact check it because everyone really likes to be right on the internet. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that though. Like if you ever met that person who like they're talking about how if you got a COVID shot that a magnet will stick to your arm, mm-hmm. right? I was trying to find the origin of all that, right? But I largely think that that was just some sort of tool for somebody somewhere to spread their anti-vax theories, which don't get me wrong in that respect. Like your body is your body and like you deserve autonomy over that. Like you don't serve a government telling you, Hey, you need to get this. You know, I mean, I'm not an anti-vaxxer personally. I got the COVID shot pretty much right after it came out, but simultaneously I can understand how that sort of new MRNA technology could be scary to people. So right. like, I'm not an unsympathetic bastard. I'm just a bastard. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> And that's kind of like how things start on social media is someone will say something and but they'll take it out of context. So, so maybe they read something about, uh, I don't know, the 5G networks causing oh, dear God. issues yeah. <laughs> because of magnets and then they relate magnets to vaccine because it happened around the same time <laughs> and so well, the just... thing is we've had a pretty good fucking idea of what magnetism is for going on 150 fucking years at this point <laughs> like like nothing's really changed in regards yeah. to magnetism like you might have iron in your blood but the iron in your blood is actually oxidized so like it's not Whoa. even it's rust it's not I'm, even like i'm rusting <laughs> yeah you're rusting okay that's what you're taking out that's good go spread it on social media now (laughs) yeah basically now that we've mentioned that we're all made of rust someone's going to take this information post it on social media and then someone that's not going to fact check it is going to take that and spread that and they're going to start their own conspiracy and this is how birds aren't real and they're all drones that's how that happens That's fair. And much like Sisyphus, I'm bound to push a boulder uphill for fucking ever. So <laughs> this is this is how social media works nowadays. Well, maybe it's not all of how social media works, but this is it's how information spread is just from nonsense like this and people not fact checking it. And they're hearing it from someone else at work or something that heard about it from someone else. I heard about it from someone else. And that's how you get the world's flat. I've I've never met a flat earther, but I have met people that were like, no, NASA didn't land on the moon. And I'm like, oh, okay. I've met a couple of flat earthers. Yeah. You want to tell me my, you want me to tell you my experience about this? (laughs) Sure. They're fucking dumb. (laughs) So, (laughs) just going to be blunt there. Yeah. So, but I'm going to, now that I've said that, I'm going to spread that theory all over the fucking internet which Mm. 
I, I probably just have scant evidence to spread it all over the internet. The first place I'm going to start is Facebook, and I'm going to convince my family and friends that I'm right. I so. mean, everyone, a lot of people are on Facebook. It's uh, uh, what I, I heard that uh, mostly people over the age, uh, like millennial age, a lot of millennials are still on Facebook and people older than that. And the younger generation is not quite on Facebook anymore, but they're using other things like TikTok and Twitter, probably Instagram. Still, but... Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Twitter. Oh, I mean, yeah, Twitter is come... also just a, uh, Twitter is also just like a, oh man, it's, it's, <laughs> It's scary. So there, right? people, it's so many people are on Twitter that are high profile and they're also spreading their their word. And that's I think that's just another thing we have with an issue with social media is a lot of high profile people are spreading their word and people are, are like, Oh, you're a high profile, you're an authority, you must be right because you must have some insider information and your name is trump and you're the president and we should listen to everything you're saying he's so. not on twitter anymore he's on truth social everybody here go to truth social it's the only place that you can get the real stories the real facts yeah but like <laughs> he says something like that or people will say stuff like that or they're like this they is do. fact the news is fake news and we already know that the news is just full of propaganda anyway so you're already skeptical of the news and then someone that's the president is also telling you that the news is fake and what i'm telling you is real there's this just <sighs> well think about what we've talked about in the past right so i have a hunch that most people on both sides of the political system right most people just how do I want to put it? They have a general distrust of the government. And can you really blame them? I mean, in our last episode, we talked about, and pretty much every episode subsequently, um, we, we talked about how uh, the government is always trying at new forms of censorship and new forms of, you know what I'm saying? And it puts a bad taste in right. people's mouth. And like, that's the sort of thing that you're going to remember for generations be cognizant of what you're saying because like mm. like when i was growing up that's all i heard was you have to be mindful of what you're saying because one of these days you're going to say something and somebody's going to take it the wrong way yeah and like that's all i heard was just general distrust of the government i mean and to some degree that's merited i mean given the time that you know the time period that they grew up like uh, but I, I do feel like we're starting, I'm not saying we're doing a good job of it currently, but we're starting mm -hmm. to see more politicians in office that are a little bit more transparent. Um, yeah, and transparency is good. Transparency really is the solution. Yeah. I mean, that said, it, <sighs> you're still going to run into those people who are like, well, you can't trust what they're saying. But if we have right. multiple and sources that to verify that trust but verify as reagan said um yeah. then we might be able to start steering the ship down a different path but we're not there today so no and yeah. another thing we have is if people have these ideas already because they're hearing it from 
message boards uh let's let's say they're on reddit and they're on their own little community and their own little message boards and they all have their ideas those all those people for the most part are gonna have some sort of idea that they all have in common so it's this idea that klein has where it's this idea of a web of belief where the center of your web of belief is something that you hold dear to yourself that you have this idea that no matter what it is never going to change and usually at the very center of your web of belief is something like it's something that's universally correct or there's a, a universal law almost like uh your center of your belief might be like you're not going to believe a contradiction is true because once you believe a contradiction is true everything else kind of breaks down in life right right but outside well, of that it's it's a little bit more broad and like maybe religion or politics are near the center of your web of belief and then as those stem out it's going to be less and less where people will say here's something to contradict one of your web of belief but if it's further out of your web like near the the far branches of it rather than closer to the center it's going to be easier for you to get this new idea to add on to your web of belief but the closer you are to the center it's almost impossible for those ideas to go away like it, you're not going to convince a christian that god's not real and you're not going to convince an atheist that there is a god because those ideas are almost at the center of your web of belief well and a lot of this sounds similar um to how do i want to put it to confirmation bias right? yeah, yeah and there have been like studies upon studies upon studies from different psychological journals and all that stuff talking about how like okay so let's say that you have a friend that you like right you feel like you're alike with them okay so first off um there's a difference there between whether you're actually alike with them or whether you just perceive that you're alike with them mm -hmm. okay but we're not going to go into that at least not just yet um but if you feel like you're alike to somebody then the things that they say like they resonate with you because they go along with your core values, just like you were saying, right? Mm -hmm. And those things that you already preconceived. So if you've already, if you already have the notion that I can't think of an example right now, but if you already have the notion that the earth is flat mm -hmm. as an example, um, then you're not going to listen to all those round earthers, right? But as right. soon as you find somebody who kind of resonates with you and agrees with the other things that you say, you're like, okay, I'll give this guy a shot, right? Yeah. Um, you start listening to him. He starts making more sense to you, even though his he might have the scarcest of fucking resources to back out, back up what he was trying to say, <laughs> right? Yeah. But you still believe with it because it goes along with your core values. And as a result, you start to, how do I want to put it? You start to add on to your web of belief, as you put it. So those mm -hmm. outer branches starts to get these little, you know, like ideas that are now starting to become part of your belief system. Mm -hmm. Right. But not only that, anybody tries to argue with you, 
you just vehemently defend your core belief and you're like, nope, this guy, he's real smart. He's the one who told me all these things and I don't doubt him for a second. And if you doubt him, then it's the pitchfork to the ass for you. Yeah. Or gun exactly. or whatever. You know? And this happens like, um, a lot of times. You'll, you'll, this will happen because you'll have something in common. Like, let's say you're friends with someone that really likes cars and you're talking about cars all the time and then you get to know them a little bit more and then you realize that they're uh originally from i don't know some redneckville where they're <laughs> super conservative and christian but that doesn't you don't get to point at me like that <laughs> but that doesn't come up in conversation a lot so they're you know they're they're talking about cars they're now friends and then they're maybe something on the news brings up another spark of conversation and then maybe that other maybe person a that's a conservative redneck <laughs> that likes cars is friends with person b where they're they don't really think about politics a lot so they might now go along with what person a believes for politic politics yeah, I mean, that happens all the time. So, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with like inheriting beliefs from your upbringing, so to speak, as long as you have an open mind about things. And like, that's that's how most of uh, people get their beliefs is from their elders, their family. I mean, yeah. a lot of. I mean, we do live in a society where we're asked to, you know, respect our elders. And even if we don't agree with them, we will listen. So, mm. I mean, but they lived in a different time. So, like, of course, they're going to have input that's a little bit like, it's a little bit different than what we're used to, yeah. to hearing. And so, I have, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. And I have I have I have friends that are have more conservative views and uh, we get along just fine. I have friends that have more um opposing I, political views than I do and we get along just fine because we also have that common thing that we can always go back to for that, you know, web of belief where we have something in common that we get along with and that's right that's something i don't know now i'm kind of just <laughs> no no you bring up a good point so like like i was saying before um when we tend to like somebody right mm -hmm. we tend to um i don't want to say agree with them on everything because even though i like you i don't agree with you on everything and you're welcome to like plant a bomb in my house if that's really what you need to do. But like, you, you see my point. Um, I'm always right about everything though, so I have no idea what you could be talking about. Well, that's that's a good point there. And yeah, yeah. so I, I'm over here, Mr. Poopy Pants, you know, just poopy pantsing it up. But I mean, so, I do I do have this idea that Biden is our greatest president we've ever had, and I do know that you don't like Biden, so that might be it. Well, I mean, it's not like I dislike the guy. I just think that he has Alzheimer's and somebody else has to be like tugging at those strings back there because like, man, like of all the presidential <laughs> candidates that we had, like he's the guy like he can't even remember what day it is or what year it is. That's the better. I mean, better explanation. But how old are you? Do you ever have to think about that? I, have to I think, think about, about it all the time. goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was but it's irrelevant for the most part. Yeah. And I was born in 89. <laughs> so like, I know that I'm 33, I think. I think I'll be 34 uh, this year. I'm going to be 38 
in January. Oh, God damn, dude. You're an old man at I this know. point. I'm almost yeah. 40. Yeah, we're gonna your midlife crisis. Oh, cut no. Because I'm, I'm not going to tell people I'm almost 40. Jeez. Oh, man, I'll mention it later. You can't get away <laughs> with this, you son of a bitch. That's a social atrocity that you're trying to bring up. <laughs> I do like but, that people still think I'm like late 20s. So good enough. Nobody thinks I'm late 20s, but everybody sees my bald ass head just gleaming in the sun. <laughs> so like, that's probably a dead giveaway. I mean, you... You're bald and you have two kids, so therefore you're in your early 40s. <laughs> well, that's younger than I feel most days, so that's fine. But like I said earlier, so there's a lot of studies that exist backing up that we tend to like those that we feel similar to us. And I had mentioned earlier that that um, there's a big difference between whether we're actually alike with somebody versus whether or not we perceive that we're uh alike mm-hmm. um which that sounds weird right but think about it right like you're about to meet somebody and somebody tells you all these things oh he's smart he's handsome he has glorious hair he can lift a cow over his head and you're like i can't i'm not smart or handsome nor can i lift a cow over my head but somebody's like oh yeah this dude likes video games you know it's like oh okay he's on reddit a lot you know, he's always helping people with his 3D printer. And it's like, okay, this sounds like a dude that I want to meet. Like, and then you meet him and he's like, I just tinker with 3D printers. I'm mostly on Reddit looking at like funny cow memes about people who think they can lift them over their head. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's not me either. And that seems humorous. Like we're, we're, we both have a similar thing going on there. It's a bad example, but nonetheless, though, like it might be a bad example, but it sounds like this has happened to you. I don't want to talk about it (laughs) either way, (laughs) but either way. So like, let's just take it a step further, right? Like I can fix almost any car, particularly a diesel truck. I can fix almost any of those, right? If I meet somebody who says that they're really into diesel trucks and they know everything, then like i'm gonna be like okay dude says he knows something about it i'll keep an open mind right if they prove to be bullshitting me then i'm not gonna like them but if they prove that they actually know their stuff it's like oh so we got plenty to talk about man you ever seen this evolvo over here like like that (laughs) i think it's a pain i only know isuzu oh i mean that's a i mean i mean azuzus are easy though I mean, they're okay. There's nothing great about them, but they get by. Like, they last forever. So, I mean, the people I know who have Azuzu trucks, they don't tend to complain. But that's my point, is that it's the perceived likeness. The the idea that you might be like me that makes people um, tend to like each other and react with each other. And we see this a lot on on social media but unfortunately with social media and even google searches right we kind of live within our within our own filter bubble so to speak so when i say that i mean like google has its own way of interpreting what search results are most relevant for you but facebook does kind of the same thing where they want to curate their content for you 
Mm-hmm. And the idea behind Facebook doing that is that if we can keep this guy on Facebook longer, then we can promote more ads from him and we can gather more data for him to sell. So if you think about it from a business perspective, there's two angles that they can kind of get you at, so to speak, right? And But there are inherent dangers with keeping people in their own filter bubble, um, especially once you get to like the echo chamber portion of things, Oh yeah, right? Um, but maybe we should take a step back and really talk about why, well, the development of social media for a second and talk about why social media continues to evolve and why we continue to use it. I do want to touch on, um, why people continue to be that echo chamber real quick and, there's this guy named Coon. And Coon. Coon. <laughs> he sounds like a stand-up guy. Coon. Yeah, he is uh he came up with this idea of paradigm shifts and uh it's mostly used in science, but I'm gonna relate it back to Klein. So this paradigm shift is basically like you you have this theory and it explains oh like like let's just say there is the theory of uh, relativity and the theory of relativity oh, okay. is explaining a bunch of stuff. But before the theory of relativity came around, there was this idea of um, Newton's laws of physics. But Newton's laws of physics didn't explain Mercury's retrograde. But Einstein's relativity could explain this idea of mercury is retrograde with uh gravity so there is this huge paradigm shift from newton's physics to einstein but before that people were arguing the hell out of it because they didn't want to do that paradigm shift because they oh i can imagine there was like a huge backlash about it yeah because they spent their whole lives doing newton's physics and now there's right 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 named einstein with crazy hair that came up with the general relativity and it wasn't even supposed to explain mercury's retrograde but here it is explaining (laughs) it by accident and newton was like i can't explain mercury's retrograde well newton was dead at that point oh yeah but like like the people involved with newtonian physics yeah i can understand where you're going with that yeah so there there is when you have a paradigm shift you're almost like really really hesitant to do that paradigm shift because you've built your whole life with this paradigm and this idea and this theory and well and i yeah oh go ahead i'm sorry and it's just really hard to move and move over to that new idea and it's the same with like uh with quine and your web of beliefs where you don't want to leave that happy idea of your center or the more centered ideas of your web of belief you don't want to have that paradigm shift so when someone's telling you like here's all these facts that you don't want to know or that you that are around you to contradict what you think you're like oh shit, i don't want to talk to you i'm going to go back to my little group now where everyone thinks the same well and that's that's really a fair point there right because okay so let's say this is a completely hypothetical example and the numbers are just whatever, right? Let's say you have a job where you make $50 an hour, right? Mm-hmm. But you absolutely fucking hate that job. But it pays the bills more than enough for what you need, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely more than what I need. Yeah. I 50 only... bucks an hour. But every day is... 
I only need like a quarter of that to survive off ramen. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> off ramen. <laughs> that's the that's the ramen standard. Twelve fifty, that's all I need. And I'll just live in but, my car with my right, fiance but, and baby and two corgis. <laughs> oh man. Well, Volkswagen just came out with an electric van. Maybe Did that's they? an option for oh y'all. Well, they, they just announced van. it. Yeah, I've been waiting for be this great. van for years, actually. I know you have. <laughs> that's why I brought it up. <laughs> but back back to this for a moment. Okay, so let's say that you're making $50 an hour doing... We'll just say that you're a construction foreman, but you hate every fucking moment of it, right? Mm -hmm. But you're like, it pays the bills, right? And it gets things done, and I have a little bit left over. And even though every day is hell, I'm only there from nine to nine every day and i get a couple hours to myself and that's just your life you invest your time you get paid for it but like you know you're doing well for yourself but simultaneously you invest a bunch of time and effort and all that effort is just excruciatingly painful for you every day i guess is all i'm trying to say so moving forward from that like Somebody comes out and they're like, oh, I can do this for $40 an hour. And you're like, okay, well, I got to take a pay cut now, you know, because like the industry demands $40 an hour and the company, you know, they really need this position. This is all I know, whatever. And then it's $30 an hour. And it's the same sort of thing, right? Eventually, like you're just stuck at $25 an hour because, you know, industry has just replaced you everywhere. Maybe you had to ship positions from one company to another for a while right but you're so invested in what this position does for you right that you're unable to look outside of that you're like oh ai is taking my job oh this oh that and instead of adapting and gathering new how do i want to put it gathering new skills right you've just kind of let it go this entire time and this has been your whole life and now all of a sudden it's the fault of the chinese coming in and taking our jobs because i've invested so much into this and do you see my point yeah and that's kind of to me that's kind of how it is with kuhn versus newton right or sorry einstein versus newton but that's what kuhn is talking about is that newtonian physics this entire time had this way of doing things right but einstein comes along and he's like oh yeah my theory does all this and then somebody's like it doesn't do this they go to prove him wrong but it actually proves him right and he's like oh well it also does this and now all of a sudden everybody's really impressed by it but everybody's so invested they they spent 60 years of their life doing things one way right and now we're at the point where it it no longer we no longer need to do it that way. There's there's a way that's a little bit better. And of course there's gonna be a little bit of backlash because of that. Right. And maybe that was a shitty example. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're gonna see another paradigm shift eventually because uh Einstein's general relativity doesn't explain a lot of um yeah quantum mechanics but we already know that einstein's like that's already something that we're like we just can't quite connect the dots to yeah but i lost in this event 
Yeah, unless oh, they ahead. just find something else that's um, maybe just builds upon Einstein's relativity and they just call it something else and then there's just a paradigm shift to that. But Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. I don't know. So, But, but people even... are... The gist of it is like people are hesitant to do paradigm shifts even when you're a flat earther and you're at work <laughs> and you're talking to your coworkers about flat earth and they're like, dude, uh, that's dumb. You're dumb. And then your coworker is now like, oh, crap. Now they yeah. know I'm flat earther. Well, but you still work with them and you still have to talk to them. But now you have to find daily. something else that's common ground. Like, hopefully they like snap on our Maco tools. <laughs> I usually just revert back to that they like breathing air. So, oh, yeah. but then I got in arguments with people about that during COVID. So that's not exactly the best one to revert back to. Yeah, I, I heard that. Uh, Why do we have to wear a mask? If I can smell your fart, then uh, you can pass your disease to me. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So they they might as well be a doctor. They should. So, but. I think we should take a step back and talk about social media here. All right. So we covered yeah. uh, why people believe authority on social media. We, we have covered um, why it's uh, scary to have politicians on Twitter because they have an authority and people believe authorities. Um, what else? Uh, why people have issues or why people are hesitant to change their viewpoints or hear other viewpoints <laughs> yeah but we really haven't talked about how um social media even came to be really no we haven't um and we've been almost recording for an hour so is there anything we want to touch on before we go down that road because that could be another part <laughs> well i mean i feel like this would be quick okay so um so the first, or at least what's widely considered to be the first social media site is Six Degrees, which started in May 1997, which we established when we forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> like, I was eight and you were like 10. So, yeah. like, I don't even remember that. So, um, the first one on this list that I recognize is Friendster, but I barely even remember Friendster. Mm -hmm. I just remember something about it right um but after that would be linkedin which was established in 2003 and what you'll realize is that a lot of these social media sites they they started either either for oh how do i want to put it they either started for like business professionals trying to network with each other yeah right or they started for um dating or or whatever else yeah well facebook started because of uh uh they wanted to rate college girls how hot they were oh yeah i vaguely remember this conversation yeah. and myspace yeah. started to i think facebook was also only for college kids and then it branched off to it was it, yeah it was only college kids yeah because yeah, i was one of the premium individuals who could try it out and i tried yeah. it out but i remember but, having a myspace and i also remembered having a facebook because i was in college and yeah. myspace was my first social media and my first 
but like my first real integration with like uh, online communities was video games and being in a yeah. clan or like in Diablo 2 you could be in your own little private uh, sector with a bunch of people that you knew and hang out hung out with that, that was like my first introduction to it and yeah. in EverQuest I was in a clan in, or a guild and I don't really remember. You know, I did forget. There was a game. I think it was called Starcraft. Oh, yeah. And I was in a guild there for a minute. I forgot about it because I was only in a guild for like two weeks. And I'm like, you guys are playing a game for two weeks straight. And like, I got shit to do. I got chores (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) So, but yeah, I vaguely remember that. Like, I remember being part of forums and stuff like that, just asking for, like, advice on, like, the carburetor for my dirt bike mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Because I didn't know any better. I mean, I could have asked my dad, don't get me wrong, but it was like, these are people who I just assumed were experts in the field, or at least, like, knew a lot more than me, because they had this very specific bike with these very specific problems. Mm-hmm. So... And while a forum might not be like what we consider modern day social media, it was definitely, definitely very similar at the time because I was probably that was probably back in two thousand one, so I was probably ten at that point. So yeah, and I remember message boards being really popular, like four uh, chan. I remember everyone talking about what they were reading about on four chan or all the weird stuff that people post on four chan. That's just a bunch of mm-hmm. like minded people getting together with their like-minded ideas, spreading other ideas to young individuals that might be corrupting the youth. I remember Tom being my only friend on MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) I remember MySpace and um, me making my top five and then going to other people's top five. Oh, God, yeah, just... Well, at the time, there really wasn't any other way to find new music i mean there was like pure volume mm-hmm. right which was the site that i don't know probably came up around 2002 2003 or something like that right and you could find new bands and like people who you were interested in seeing but it was like it was always a bitch to find a band that like you actually liked and now it's impossible re- yeah now yeah <laughs> well that's because there's no good music being created i came oh. to that conclusion like two weeks ago <laughs> I'm sure there's still good music being created. It's just what Spotify curates for me, I think is largely just people who pay for um, having their band promoted, so to speak. Yeah. My Discover Weekly is trash. So, <laughs> but maybe I'm just so unidentifiable. I don't know. I've got like a thousand like songs, but Spotify can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Either way, they offer more, um, more songs than any other streaming service and i like some of these obscure ones that i've heard so you can also hear podcasts on spotify you can including this one probably but you can also i don't know yeah we haven't gotten that far yet so (laughs) we're almost there i actually just made our patreon page like three nights ago (laughs) yeah i've been trying to uh make our website for two weeks now and i haven't I haven't gotten anywhere with it. Oh. Every time I sit down to try, my daughter wants something, and it's like, okay, we can play for a little bit, and a little bit turns out to be three hours, and then by like nine o'clock at night, I don't want anything to do with people anymore. I just want to go to bed. I'm a lazy old man. Um, I think Podbean has just like our generic website. 
for this, but nah, I'll do better. It's less of a matter of um, I I just need a day to do it, really mm-hmm. more than anything else, and then we can make revisions as we go. But yeah, kids, if so, like either eating, way though, my kids eating right now. Oh wow, oh, yeah. we're using a bigger bottle now with a whale on it. Baby bottle pop. Wait, is he eating out? Of, is she eating out of a baby bottle pop? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. the uh, Advert Phillips Advent Phillips bottle. Oh, that's not a baby bottle pop. No, it's the baby not. bottle pop was you lick the pop, dip it, and shake it, and then lick it again. It's the oh, baby bottle yeah. pop. Yeah, yeah, one of those nineties. Yeah snacks yeah well i wouldn't even call it a snack it was just 90 sugar (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah kids are weird they are so oh shit where were we i don't know we're talking about um we were talking about tom oh yeah for a second and my top five friends and i had to make sure that my top friend on myspace uh awesome also had me as their top friend if they didn't we had a we had a fight oh i thought you were talking about top five music songs because at some point myspace made it so that way like they tried to switch to like more of a music blog sort of interface Mm -hmm. sort of thing it's really weird but um and if i was dating someone they had to make me their top five and i had to make them their 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 top person man and whether it's top five, top six, top eight, I don't remember which one it was, but it was one yeah. of those. But number one had to be your partner. Otherwise, you broke up immediately. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, but most of the time, the people I dated wouldn't even make my top 10 list. <laughs> so, it's probably why most of my dating stories end in tragedy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was so like eventually, like Facebook comes on the scene, right? And like, at first they decided that they were just going to make it exclusive for college kids. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, and, it, and it's kind of weird because like when you went, I think you went to the same university that I did. I went to Akron, but yeah, ditto. Um, but, um, you went to the same university that I did, and you were definitely there around 2007, 2008, right? Yes. I was enrolled yeah. from 2005 up until 2013. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe, wait, maybe 14. I think 14 was yeah. my last year that where I'm like, that was my last year where I took two classes in 14, I think. Yeah. Um, and it was that fall. So, yeah, I was, I was there. I never yeah. saw you. I never saw you, but I don't know that you would have recognized me then, though. So um, I don't know that I would have recognized you then. I didn't have a giant beard. Well, was, yeah, and that would, be the, uh, that would be the indicator right there. Yeah. I didn't have... <laughs> and I had... I didn't have my giant right beard until like uh, the past ten years. No, uh, five. That's yeah. five. Ish. Yeah. I had hair when I was in college, 
So, like, <laughs> and it was like giant emo hair too. It was like oh, colored man. a different color every week. No, I would not recognize. It stuck you. out like a peacock. Yeah. Were you a peacock? Were you peacocking for uh, college girls? All the ladies. <laughs> no, I was in a band at the time, and I thought I was going to make it big, but I had a lot of naivety in me. So, man, yeah, no. yeah. I never thought I was going to do anything with my degree. Yeah. And here I am making a podcast trying to do something <laughs> with my degree. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even well, finish my degree. Fit. Six credits short. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll go. You're back. not too far off from me. Yeah. yeah I plan on going back. A lot engineering. So that brings up a thing where I, I, uh, a lot of my personnel, like beliefs, came from college, from like yeah. 28 forward. Like I don't. None of my ideas or beliefs have really changed. Like my web of belief, my branches have pretty much been stagnant since like when I was 27 for like the past 10 years, probably. But I mean, well, so I mean, that, you're part of the problem. I mean, you're, so you're changed a little bit, but then again, I'm always right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're very assertive about that. Yeah. So I do. <laughs> I do kind of uh, have this idea that like what I say I, I believe what I say, and it, it takes a lot for me to kind of change my viewpoint. Well, and I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not saying that like, because I mean, there's, how do I want to put it? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know where you stand. Yeah. You, you have your web of belief. You, you know what things you think are ethical or at least good for you right right there's nothing wrong with that the the issue i have with any time that i go on my facebook which is just it's not even a select curation of the people who i want to talk to it's a select curation of the people who are like why aren't we facebook friends anymore and it's like right because i'm not on there like i get on there to post some stuff on marketplace every now and again mm -hmm. like just to get rid of it yeah you know, and, but and my issue with social media is just people spouting misinformation and taking it as truth. Right. And let's talk about the type of person for a minute like that, that likes to spout said misinformation. Um, like to quote Danny Wallace as an example, right? He's the author of the book fuck you very much the surprising truth about why people are so rude which i haven't actually read it but it's on my to read list as a as a uh eh, just as an aside like it, it seems like he's got he's got some points mm -hmm. so but he says people feel they have to share their opinions on everything everywhere at all times, yeah. even if it's backed up by scant knowledge. And then they have to broadcast that opinion, importantly, and in a forthright manner, so that they cut through the noise. And rudeness is what cuts through the noise. But have you ever noticed how people online, they tend to be more verbose, so to speak, than 
if you were to have a conversation at maybe like your local Starbucks or yeah, yeah, it's so it's, it's easier funny. to type online when you're not looking at someone, and also when you well, have like <laughs> twenty minutes to type one sentence that you're typing over and over and over. That's well, funny because in that book, and like keeping in mind, I only really read the clip notes of it, but he says the latest research says it's actually a lack of eye contact that allows us to be particularly rude to people. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, I mean, he's got points. Mm-hmm. Like, and you even backed it up. You're like, yeah, you're not looking them face to face. You know, mm-hmm. like, of course, that's going to be easier. Plus, online, like, depending on what website you're on, like, you can. Uh, choose to be more anonymous if that's what you prefer right so it doesn't actually have an effect on your i don't want to say your real life but there's no consequences yeah exactly and i mean that's largely contingent on which social media platform you're on like on um like on reddit as an example i could take the username mr poopy pants 317 so and Nobody's going to be able to correlate that to me. They might think, oh, 317, that's got to be an area code for a phone number. It's, it's not. It, I just, it's what Reddit fed me. <laughs> um, you know, and it's not even my real username or anything it, like that. But it is funny because a lot of people do have like their email addresses with like the first, maybe the first four of their address. But the weird thing is that like, studies have shown that people act different online and it's commonly referred to as online as the online disinhibition effect Mm -hmm. right but depending on the person it's not actually always a negative thing which i thought was kind of weird right so studies have indicated that they act that most people act one of two ways when they're online right but sometimes this can actually lead people to be more open and supportive online than they would be um in person right oh interesting and yeah i thought that was really weird too because we only think about the negative effects but apparently there's a decent portion of these people who are out there just like you know trying to be like hey man like i suffered from substance abuse this is nothing to be ashamed of just get your shit together sort of thing you know like positive reinforcement sort of thing whereas like if they met somebody who was a drunk on the side of the road they might just drive right past them, not even think twice, mm-hmm. right? But this type of um, disinhibition is uh, referred to as benignness. God, I can't even talk. This type of disinhibition is um, commonly referred to as benign disinhibition, by at least by researchers, anyhow. But, I mean, there's also that toxic online environment that it's the adverse to this um and by researchers it's referred to as toxic inhibition and i mean people can act different in other ways too these are just the the two main ways as far as people change how they act online anyways which is i mean that kind of makes sense like somebody who maybe they're not happy with their life at home they want to be a positive influence somewhere they mm-hmm. don't really even care where they they might stem out and be like you know what i can be a positive influence online and that's fine whereas somebody who like is just unhappy with the world and wants to watch the world burn i'm not saying like a nihilist or anything like that but just somebody who's generally discontent they might be like okay well 
I am just going to take out my emotions on anybody I encounter online. Yeah. And that, it's easy to do that it under is. the shroud of anonymity. So, I don't know. Hmm. Just kind of interesting. So, I mean, I inherently think that the internet and social media is good. I do think that a lot of bad comes from it, though. And I haven't. Well, it's just like any tool. Right. So, just like AI, yeah. where I asked one AI something and another AI the same thing, and they came up with two different answers. Right. I would love to pit AI against AI one day when we do an AI episode, <laughs> by the way. I just want to hear them argue for like a half hour. Probably not even that. We'd have to take cliff notes out of it. And then we're just being biased at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why we started this podcast was so we can put our opinions out um, for the world and to convince people that we're right. <laughs> I never think I'm right. I just think that I'm somebody who just sifts through the bullshit. <laughs> the earth is not flat, people. Let me tell you that initially, just right out the get go. <laughs> and now we have a like opinion, and we're probably similar now. So, like anything that I say at this point, we're, you know, we're 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 practically the same, and therefore buy our new book. Yeah, and. We've also oh. lost everyone that believes that the Earth is flat now. Oh fuck! Yeah. We got also, him for the first two, the first few episodes, but we lost him here. How do you think we could make a book? How quick do you think we could make a book? Oh man, if AI could probably write. Us I one. just promise. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, thank God for AI well, because I just promised them a book. Well, luckily we didn't give them a date. <laughs> yeah. February 2032. <laughs> Look out, everybody. We'll just go with the J.R.R. Martin approach because I don't think he's even finished Game of Thrones yet in the books. Oh, has he? I don't think so. I don't know. I know that he takes his time and then writes a bunch about sex. <laughs> and sex is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because babies are, uh, because making babies is wrong, it's unethical. No, but bake, making babies out of out of wedlock—that's that's not something that Mega will tolerate. <laughs> they need to be married, and the women need to be suppressed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if they actually suppress women. It just seems like I hear a lot, a lot of male opinions, and never any, never anybody who's non-white Christian male. Never hear, except for Clarence Thomas. He did speak upon mega ones oh man and a lot of stuff in the news is coming up with him yeah he's a good guy yeah, well but um, he's not yeah he's kind of biased and his his wife is kind of radical um and he <sighs> seems to just be kind kind of trying to uh keep his wife out of the uh limelight but his wife wants to be in the limelight i mean all they have to do is stop taking money from people and then not reporting it that would be ideal oh but but <laughs> aaron money i'm gonna take whatever money i want so that's my life hmm. i'm not actually gonna take whatever money i want so so i mean so but going back to this though like so 
sarcasm aside, it seems like a lot of these, um, a lot of these communities online, regardless of where you go, whether it be Facebook and it's just your friends and family or Reddit where, you know, you're part of some sort of, um, I don't know, coffee tasting community or whatever, whatever, you know, regardless, it seems like you kind of find these little clicks along the way. Right. And it can be very easy, depending on the community, to spread your beliefs amongst these cliques. And Seth Godin is the author of a, a different book. Um, and I've read parts of it. I've never actually read the whole thing. Um, but his book is called Tribes. And his idea, and it came out over a decade ago at this point, um, Seth Godin, for those of you who don't know, he's a uh, he's in the marketing industry and he's um, he's very good at what he does. But around the time that he wrote this book, he kept saying mass marketing is dead, which to understand mass marketing, that's an entirely different episode. And we'd have to get into Edward Bernays and all that sort of stuff in between. But marketing just sounds goes, like a fancy word for propaganda. It kind of is, but it's more just like propaganda for certain fruits or certain products, mm. whether that be bananas from United Fruit or the latest 3D printer. Doesn't matter. People will try to sell you on specs all day, even though they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Most of the stuff, as far as like, Facebook ads and stuff like that. Most of the stuff people don't have a fucking clue what they're even trying to market. So, I mean, it could be complete hogwash and they're just told make it sound good. And they're like, okay, so here's this 3D printer. It does great <laughs> things. It has an accuracy of one millimeter. One millimeter. Can you have a better accuracy of one millimeter? I do. No, that's because your hand is the 3D printer and this is the 3D printer pen. That actually would be a, a really good invention, a 3D printer pen. It exists already. Oh, does it? Man, that sounds yeah. great. Yeah, you it just really like, does. Oh, I remember. Yeah, you can freestyle it. I actually remember seeing a weird video where someone was using like a 3D printer pen on like um, like a sidewalk to fill in the cracks yeah, or some shit. Or some, something like yeah. that. It is useful for fusing things. I will give you that. But at that point, it's not really a 3D printer pen. It's more of a, um, a filament. I don't know. It's basically just used for fusing things at that point. It's not really used for anything else that's useful. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, it takes a 3D printer, like, five hours just to make the, um, oh, what is that thing called? Tuggy? I think it is to make tuggy it take and that's like the standard benchmark for a 3D printer, right? It takes five hours. So could you imagine somebody sitting there for five hours being like, oh, the filament's going through. I'm making whatever I can, like with a pen mm -hmm. at that, which probably has a lower wattage. So um, less heat dispersal because it probably runs on a battery and the battery probably dies eventually you're really getting it would look like 3D shit. printing lately haven't you <laughs> no <laughs> i'm certainly not modifying marlin firmware hmm. yeah we haven't even discussed i know all my sorry go ahead oh go ahead 
No, no. You got I was just thinking we haven't even discussed uh if corporations are using social media to uh spread propaganda. Oh, they definitely are. Um, but once again, like to get into that, you would have to get into Edward Bernays and marketing and all that stuff. But yeah, uh, like Obama's campaign in, um, well, his first campaign, um, which happened when I was in college, right? Um, that largely was a social media campaign. It was new technology at the time, but it allows you to hit a target audience that's mm -hmm. not quite as invested in their ideas, not quite as committed, so to speak. Um, so basically it allowed him because Facebook, remember at the time, Facebook was only allowing college students to use um, Facebook, and I, I think they even called it a trial at one point. So you have all these young influential minds, and their their campaign was basically, fuck it, we're going to use this, right? Which I like Obama a lot, but like John McCain, like, god damn, do I love that guy. And I'm not, once again, I'm kind of middle of the road, but it's, um, but politicians have used it to accomplish their agenda um, specifically because of the ability to be able to target so effectively. Like it's, it's actually kind of incredible technology. When you think about it, the people who might already be interested in supporting you, you can get your message out to them and the people who are on the fence about it, you can probably figure out, you know, things that they're looking at on Google or Facebook, find their interests and then target those as well. Like that's, that's kind of incredible when you think about it. Caveman couldn't do that. So caveman couldn't do that. Yeah, man. Is there anything else we need to talk about for this episode? More to social media that we should bring up for part two, or do we need a part two of social media? Mm. We could talk about confirmation bias a little bit more, but we already touched on it. It would just be kind of like beating a dead horse. Yeah. But that's mostly the issue with social media is confirmation bias. You find your own little online community, your own little online tribe, right? That they agree with everything you say. And then as a result of them being likable, perceivably, you end up being like, oh, okay, these are my guys. Whatever they say, mm -hmm. probably factual because it's proven that way in the past, right? Um, I mean, we could talk about, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, and I know like, uh, discord is really good at like breeding more confirmation bias or like-minded people too. Cause you could always just join the community and talk to everyone. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with social media itself. Like. Now, organizations like Facebook, that everything that you look at that they're tracking is data gathering. Is that inherently unethical? I guess it just depends on how it's used. Yeah, I mean, I did read somewhere that um, and I, I don't. I do think this is true that Facebook isn't inherently right or left, but 
they are paying or getting paid or looking to get the most money out of something that's bringing them the most traffic. And the most traffic card tends to be something that people will have um, arguments over or say like, this is, this is controversial. I hate this. So even if polarized opinions, yeah. So even if something is true and someone doesn't believe that it is true, they're, they're going to push it more because it gets the most attention and it brings in the most people staying on the site, which brings Facebook the most money. You know what I really want to do now? Make a Facebook. I really want to, <laughs> well, I'd have to start there, but actually I've already got one, but I'd create a fake one for this, um, which is against Facebook's rules and regulations, by the way. Um, but what I, what I want to do is I want to create a website for flat earthers that goes through how I thought the earth was flat, but then I was wrong. And I've become more well-rounded as a result. <laughs> and then I want to promote this through Facebook advertising. Mm -hmm. The earth is probably flat, but maybe it's not. And I want to try to breach into that web of, um, uh, how do you want to call it? Or web how do you call it? The web. Yeah. I want to breach into that web of belief about how I was a flat earther. And I couldn't believe it myself because everywhere I walked, it was flat. But then I had a little bit more of a, um, I guess you could say it went full circle for me. Where, <laughs> do you see what I'm doing here? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, do, I like yeah. it. Next time I find someone that's a flat earther on the fence about it, I'm going to try and convince them. And then at the end of a say, do you feel like a more well-rounded person? Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly that. No, they just have a flat affect the entire time. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I want to do. Well, I might actually do this, believe it or not, but it'll be kind of little snippets. I got to find a good Reddit. I don't know. In a month, we're going to see if I actually revisit this. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> then you can listen to our other episodes wherever you found this episode. Also, if you feel like supporting the channel, you can tell your friends. And uh, if you want to find our Patreon, totally can. I'm definitely going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and post it on your social media and be like, oh, man, these people have the exact same ideas that I do. And they're uh, yeah, but then they ended up going to this whole round world theory. <laughs> they had me in the first half and then lost me when they were like, the earth is round. And I'm like, no, wait, the first half just said hello. The last half said goodbye. What are you talking about? <laughs> like nobody fact checks this. No, I mean, we don't even fact it'll check just us. be an anime. Yeah, I mean, like it'll just. Uh... Anyhow, so long, America. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Or Mr. Bunting Pants. <laughs>